Karma, we are starting. We have started. Hello, Clayton. Hello, Karma. Welcome to 2020. We are back. We are back. We are back. Um, how are you, my friend? How was your Christmas? Uh, it was pretty low-key this year after a massive one last time, so it was good. Awesome. Chilled. Yeah, my, my world was crazy. We have like three or four days. We, we have like big family stuff. Then we go to York, um, which was pretty funny because we're meant to stay overnight, but uh, we bailed at 10 p.m. because our children wouldn't go to sleep and we just drove back to Perth. <laughs> we just <laughs> no. cracked it. We are like, the children weren't asleep yet. One had gone to sleep but had woken up. We just like, we can't. We just can't even. We just can't. We're in this tiny room at my grandma's house, you know, and we're just like, no, nah, we're out. Uh, so that was that was funny. And then we went away to Margaret River. Nice. For a, for a few days. So it was, it was glorious down there, man. It's so nice. It's like 7,000 wineries down the road from each other. Yep. Um, At we least. Went to, we went to the gin distillery. Ah, uh, yep. Giniversity. Yeah. It's called. Yep. Beautiful marketing, actually. Yeah. I rate their gin. I too. should feature them on the blog. And you we should. should. Another alcohol yes. related blog. We are very interested in alcohol. My dad's sending me beer art about beer ad articles. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my God, we just look like terrible alcoholics. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, great. It's Christmas. <laughs> that was over. It's 2020. It, it's been uh, a crazy Christmas period, but uh, the news has been a lot of bushfire-related things. It's been horrible. The news it. has been a lot. Uh, so we will talk about some bushfire-related stuff. We've got YouTube news. We want to talk about the royal news that's dropped this week, uh, and there's heaps of stuff. So let's get into it. Let's do that. Awesome. Okay. Article number one in our big hit section, big changes at YouTube. Okay. Yep. Tell U- us about it. YouTube has... Uh, we'll link to an article by the Washington Post, and uh, it's about YouTube is overhauling advertising and data collection on kids' content, and they are basically putting the onus on creators to label their content as for children or not for children. Okay. Okay. And if a video is labeled for children, uh, then there's no data collection on those videos, people watching those videos, and YouTube's not going to try to, you know, figure out who's watching the video. Okay. It's all about if the video is labelled for children, that's it. So how does the algorithm work for children if they're not collecting the data? I don't know. Mm. It'll probably just be other related videos to the video. It'll be more of the content related okay. than user related. Yeah, sure. Uh, so that's really interesting. This is the the uh, quote from the article. YouTube said Monday it is rolling out new protections for ch- children viewing videos on its site in an effort to satisfy federal regulators who last year fined the company tens of millions of dollars over alleged privacy violations. So this is part of, you know, the law, I think, really starting to try to catch up and and take steps in in the digital world uh, that I think they've been lagging, right? Is is the issue that because they're children they can't um, agree to the terms? Uh, I'm not sure. I just think that the – I think there's another article that I, I was reading about and it was saying that it's just illegal now because they've there's a new act in, uh-huh. passed in law and it's illegal now to – track children's behaviour. Yeah, but that's why I'm asking what the distinction is, whether it's just because they're underage so they can't they can't understand any type of um, user agreement 
or a user agreement can't apply to them because they're minors. I think that would be part of it. Yeah. 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 And also then, but then you've got advertisers who want to target children. Like it's just, you know, mm. there's always been laws about targeting children with advertising. Yeah. Um, I just saw another actual, another beer brand got got done for a um, violation. For childlike cans. For childlike cans, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because they called it a milk because it's called a milkshake. Uh, there are heaps of milkshake beers now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. You can get any flavoured beer now. Uh, so cool. We'll link to that article, um, YouTube taking steps to really try to, uh, you know, uh, comply with the law. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the law. I think it's called copper is the law that we're talking about. All right. Big hit number two. Let's talk about brand Royal. So the Royals. Tell us what's happened, Karma. So um, Meghan Markle and her husband, Prince Harry, have kind of divorced the royal family. Yeah. So how's this going to work? I'm I, I'm hearing about it. I've read about it. I'm not spending the time to read their whole statement. I don't care about the royals. No, me neither. I just think it's more interesting from like a brand royals perspective. Sure. Because they were kind of the younger and hipper. Absolutely. And the royal family has not been really having a great time. Um, so with, they're kind of Prince the, Andrew. Yes. Yeah. Mm, that's not going well. Brand Royal is in trouble. Ba- Brand Royal is in trouble. Mm. Um, and so I think, you know, that they, they were the, the funky cool ones. The golden child. They yes. were the golden children. Yeah. They had the baby. They got little Archie. Yeah. They're fresh. She's American. Yeah. Fresh blood. Like it's, it's yep. rejuvenating. People the have always loved Harry because yep. he was always a bit of a rat bag. Yes. Um, but yeah, now that's, that's not going to help brand Royal because they've decided they don't want to be part of brand Royal. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, none of us are actually, I don't think anyone really knows what brand Royal is trying to achieve or what they're there for. I don't know that they're really trying to achieve anything except for just fight for, to stay relevant. Yeah. You know, that they have no real function. <laughs> no, just, they don't. They just don't get beheaded. <laughs> Are they just like the figurehead on top of the ship, on the front of a ship, right? It's just like they're just there. They're just there. They're just there. They just open stuff. They cut ribbons. Yeah, they make a speech. Yeah, they wave. Yeah, it's lovely. It's nice. The weddings so, are, you know, big someone productions. Said to me, someone said to me, though, that, you know, look, the royals are usually fantastic figureheads except now the Prince Andrew thing has, like, smashed that out of the water. Um, compared to a lot of politicians, the royals were actually quite good there. Like you mean they keep and, it clean? Yeah, the charity yeah. and they're always trying. They're always doing the right thing most of the time. Uh, but, look, yeah, who believes that now? So, yeah, look, Brand Royal taking a hit. They're going to step back from royal life. Yeah. Um, and I don't know and if they're they even be fina- allowed. They want to be financially Which independent. Which is great. They want to be financially independent. Great. Go them. And yeah. I think from a marketing point of view and a business point of view, they will have no trouble. Oh, Brand, Brand Harry and Meghan are going to be fine. Totally fine. Yeah. They'll never pay for a thing in their lives the, whether they ever have any money or not. It the doesn't options, even matter. Well, the options that they could do, she could she could release a makeup range Archie's or a, or a got, dress range. Know, kids clothing range. Archie could do a kids clothing range. They would sell a gazillion. In yeah. a minute, right? So they yep. they'll have no problems becoming financially. They will have no problems because because they have the relevance. One, they have the one. They have the one thing that you need for success in the world in business. In business, they have brand. Yeah, they have brand awareness. Mm-hmm. The whole world knows who they are. Yep. And so they 
they don't need to actually do any marketing. Anything. They don't have to do anything. They have full brand awareness. 100% brand awareness. Yeah. (laughs) And now they just need to sell something. Yeah. They just need a product. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. The Baturita Advocate article was hilarious. Did you see them? No, I didn't. It was like um, uh, Nation, uh, you know, weirded out by family wanting to get, like by young family wanting to get off welfare. Oh, right. Yeah, of course. Welfare. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, so good. So go Harry and Harry Megs. Yeah, Hazard and Mego, <laughs> getting off the welfare. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, okay, so we we can't avoid this. That the bushfires have been all consuming. They've consumed all Literally. of the bush in Australia, mm. and they've also consumed the entire news cycle, which they should because this is not business as usual. These fires are massive right they're so big um and there's been some some uh marketing related news around them that i think we can talk about first up celeste barber's fundraising effort has been nothing short of unfreaking believable yeah did you check it just then no i couldn't find it i couldn't find i'll have a quick look because i think an up-to-date figure so last time you checked, it, it was, was 48 million. 48 million. Yeah. Um, I was following this uh, fee, my partner, fiance, is- <laughs> She's still your partner. Still, still my partner. <laughs> um, fee, my fiance, is a fan of Celeste Barber and has been for ages. Mm-hmm. And she was watching it kind of start to happen. Yeah. And it just, it was crazy because in 24 hours, it was like 5 million bucks, 10 yeah. million bucks. Yeah. And so you could watch the entire 24 hours of stories- that she'd been putting up tracking right. it. Yeah. And it was just it was just bananas. Like the speed at which this thing has has gone off, right? Cuz I think, you know, the fire started in September, and I think that for a long time we just sort of thought that they'd get on top of it. Yeah. And then it was Christmas and everyone's a little bit distracted, and then and then, you know, the few days after Christmas where you're sort of not really doing a lot. I think that's when that sort of peak awareness phase hit that, wait a second, this is still happening and it doesn't really seem like anyone's doing much and and people were free enough to, for it to soak in and wanted to to donate and be involved and help. Yeah, I think over East it's very prevalent. Like I think awareness was a lot higher over East. Um, my friend was back from Sydney over Christmas and he said the smoke in Sydney has been unbelievable. Mm. He's like, we people can't exercise outside. Anywhere you go, you have, your clothes are all, you know, people are going home from work. He's like, you go to the beach, right? So the ash has made it up into the jet stream and then the beach is like chockers full of ash. Yeah, right. So it's he's like, it's really weird. When I asked him how he was, he was like, well, most of my time is taken up by um, talking to my friends about how they are, like making sure everyone's okay. Nah. Because the smoke has been so bad. So, look, I think over here in Perth, I think you're right. The well, awareness per- has peaked. I mean, the the donations have been coming in from all over the world. So Yeah. So, let's just track it a little bit. So, I think the the main, the first boost of, of donations was from Celeste Barber's followers themselves. Yeah. Which I think is educational and in understanding how much pull and how much uh, influence. influence, right, yeah. a true influencer has if they have a dedicated audience, yeah, which I think this is what this is what a lot of the um, big new companies still don't understand, right? If if someone has a few million followers, 
that are proper dedicated fans, right? If that influencer says, you guys need to go check out this little product, hundreds of thousands will do it. I think they're less likely to check out some little product as they are to go and help their fellow man, but yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I like to hope that's true. I would like to hope that's that's legit. Um, but yeah, they they do. When when someone says, uh, when an influencer with a true audience says, "Hey, you guys need to go buy this product," they a lot of them will, you know. Yeah, a lot of them will. Um, okay, so yeah, at, at, I've got the the count here. We're up to forty nine million two hundred forty thousand seven hundred and sixty five dollars. So during us filming this podcast, recording this podcast, I feel like it's going to hit fifty million. Probably. Unbelievable. It has slowed down, but yeah, probably. It has slowed down, yeah. So that's from 1.2 million donations. Yeah. So on average, everyone's donating 40 to $50. Mm. That's amazing. That sounds about right. That's amazing. Um, anyway, great job, the planet. Yeah. Great job for the rest of humanity because that's not the only donations going on. There's, no, no. There's, it's incredible. That's so just one. Thank you to the anyone. The biggest fundraiser that's ever. Happened on the platform. Yeah. Yeah. I think the lack of friction has helped. Yeah. Like it's really easy to do. Yeah. Um, just showcasing the power of, of Facebook again and, and how big it is and Instagram. Uh, cool. So that's 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 an amazing uh, part of this whole bushfire news. There is a silver lining on that. Um, the fake news. Yeah. About arson that's been involved has also been interesting because that has been spread on social media, on Facebook mainly. Uh, so if you don't know, there was there has been a lot of uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram sharing of a story that uh, arson has been a big cause of the bushfires. Yes, and then I think that the extreme version of that is that it's arson done by people who uh, – Vote Greens. That's right. People who love the planet um, have yep. set it on fire to um, push their agenda of, of climate, climate change, change yep. which is a hoax in the terms of the people who are spreading this uh, misinformation. Yeah. So the spread of misinformation, uh, I only had one person share it in my feed who was an older gentleman and okay, that Bema. is that is what what seems to happen mm -hmm. uh, on <clears throat> and the stats will bear that out. There are, I think we talked about, did we talk about it last year? I'm not sure if we did on the podcast, but we have spoken about the misinformations mostly spread by boomers. Yeah. Sales guys. Uh, yeah. You're just, they're just not as internet savvy. Yeah. Uh, I, I understand, but you just got to be careful of what news you share online. Um, if it's not from a respected news source, have a think, have a quick, quick Google. Is this for real? Go to Snopes. Yep. Um, so yeah, that, that's been a shame. Uh, I'll also link to a great BBC breakdown of- Of them debunking it. Of them debunking yeah. it. And, and so that-, that that's, It's factually um, incorrect. So it's completely your incorrect. Your opinion actually doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just factually incorrect. Arson is not an issue in this bushfire crisis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So look out for that story. And then- Lastly, we'll lead into your article. So you've dropped a great article on the Marketer website. Thank uh, you. We will link to it. I really enjoyed it. Tell us about it. Uh, so I wanted to write about the fires from a PR crisis perspective. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously not to belittle the, the struggles that everyone um, 
on our east coast or affected by fire at the moment is going through. It's not yep. an article about what should have happened or anything like that. It's yep. purely from a marketing perspective um, how we got Scotty from marketing and um, what he got wrong, which he probably shouldn't have as so who, a professional marketer. So who's Scotty from marketing? So Scotty from marketing is our prime minister, okay, Scott Morrison. <laughs> um, and so he has been now uh, labelled Scotty from marketing. You can look it up on um, – LinkedIn, <laughs> it's even a, a trending tag on LinkedIn, <laughs> um, Twitter, Facebook, yeah. any platform that has hashtags, you will find hashtag Scotty from marketing. Why are they calling him Scotty from marketing? Well, you have to read the article. <laughs> um, I did go into it in a bit of depth. Um, you know, these are all just bits of information that I found, so I can't necessarily say that they're 100%, but I thought it was a really interesting story. Um, yeah, so it, it is true. Scotty from marketing did, he does have a marketing background. He, yep. um, used to work for tourism Australia. Yep. Was responsible for the, where the bloody hell are you campaign? Yes. With Lara Bingle, um, which was pulled and also banned in many countries for being inappropriate. Yep. Um, so yeah, so that's his, his background actually is in marketing. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about um, his PR disaster from a marketing perspective. Yeah. And I think mainly what he got wrong mm. in the first instance was um, being absent because when you have a PR crisis unfolding, yep. you really have to man up and um, and be there for one, which he didn't do, and also um, accept blame, which he also did not do, um, and – um, you know, try and be as transparent as possible to to weather the the crisis, and and I also don't think that he did that very well. Yes, uh, I agree. I love you, you've done a really great summary of a lot of the um, mistakes that he seems to have been making. It's just one after another. He can't seem to get get his feet. Yeah, and it just seems so surprising to me from someone with a marketing background can't tell how this. Um, looks from the outside. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, he's not a marketing team of one. He has advisors. He would have a PR team. Yep. Um, and I don't understand why. I mean, are they giving him terrible advice or is are they giving him good advice and he's not following it? Yep. Um, there was one press conference I saw where during the, the scripted part of the press conference, I thought he did a really great job of actually looking like a prime minister and keeping his face under control. Yep. Um, and then as soon as it got to the journalist Q&A part, yep. he put that that smug grin back on his face and and continued to be defensive. And I thought, well, you know, there's, there's that then, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like the one time you looked like you were going to actually pull it together and get through a press conference without, you know, looking insensitive and you, and you still didn't manage to pull it off. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. I don't know how many of the general public knew that um, he had a marketing background. I think that would have made people distrust him a bit um, yep. because we already think all politicians lie yeah. um, and all marketers lie. So um, the convo probably wouldn't have been very successful for him. But I did see an article written um, by someone, I think it was on CMO, uh, saying that <laughs> – it's it's making marketers look bad, <laughs> like you know, using as a degrading term. 
Oh. Because it's being used as a grading channel. Like, um, I don't think no, so. I don't think so. It's just, it's just used to belittle him, you know, because, it, it, you know, it could have been Scotty from accounting or Scotty. It didn't, it doesn't really matter. It just because yeah. he had the link to marketing. Yeah. Um, nobody's I, like, oh, marketers are the worst. It's, it's more just, and a, they might a be, but term. I don't think that, I think brand marketing is, is going to be fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and that we'll just all move on with whatever we're doing. But we all have known a Scotty from marketing. <laughs> Um, ha- let us know, marketers, who's your Scotty from marketing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just seems to be one step after another. He's he's he just keeps he keeps struggling to to find his feet. And um, look, he came back from that that holiday and got out there. And I was like, yeah, you have to now get on the ground. And that was good. He was doing it, and then he started forcing people to shake his hand. But he went. But he went on the holiday in the first place, and then and no one knew where he was at first. Yeah, because he kept it secret. Yeah, and then we found out he was on holiday, and then when he came back, he blamed his children. You know, (laughs) you've been you've been gone during a crisis. That's not your kids' fault. And yesterday or the day before, he was on Kangaroo Island. Oh yeah, and said, "Oh, lucky no one's died. Oh no, we've lost two people. Two people did. Yeah, yeah." Oh, I meant the fireies. Yeah, okay. Oh, just just yeah. a car crash. Car crash after car crash after car crash. It's just it's a pile up. It's, it's his own pile up. He, yeah, he is his own pile up. <laughs> okay. Well, again, our sympathies to anyone who is dealing with with the bushfire crisis. Um, I hope I hope you get through it okay. Like I just don't even know what else to say. It's horrific over there. Okay. Well, that's. That's enough of articles and news. Um, do you have a car crash or crushing it today? Uh, uh, I don't because most of the marketing I've seen has been Christmas related and it was all pretty bad. Yep. Um, and obviously my car crash was Scott Morrison. So yeah. do you, Clay, have a car crash or crushing it? I do. Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes. Okay. Crushed it. Yeah. Crushed it as uh- always. I mean, the amount of people that – that will just tune in just to see Rick Gervais because he's got such a reputation. His opening monologue was amazing. The joke about Felicity Huff, Hoffman. Hoffman, did you did you not hear it? Have no. you not watched? Oh, it's great! It's great. I've seen a like a video, um, like highlights real bit of yeah. his entire um, thing. But yeah, it was great. It was great. I recommend it highly. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, I don't have any car crashes. I'm starting the year positive. Yeah, okay. I'm starting the year positive. Great. Let's have a great 2020, everyone. No 2020 car- is going to be killer. It's going to be great. I'm excited. It's going to be great. Everything's going to be great. <laughs> Everyone's going to be great. Uh, and so on to events. We have some events. We do. We have Grill the Market of Three, people. It is live. You can get tickets. Uh, it's Grill the Market of Three, Tokyo Drift, Feb the 12th, 399 bar, Starting at 5.30, we will link in the show notes to buy tickets. Yeah. How much tickets, Karma? They're 20 bucks plus booking fee, so cheapest chips. Cheapest chips. Um, what are we going to do with this one? We are going to answer people's marketing questions. That's it. Well, we do yeah. it every Grill the Marketer. Yep. We have some food, some drinks, and we talk about marketing um, and try and help you with your marketing issues. Yep. So get in. We, we do have limited tickets. This is not a massive event. We try to keep it small and intimate at the moment so we can get around to everyone. Yeah, we cap the numbers, so make sure you've got your questions and you come along. 
Uh, um, if you've ever wanted to pick our brains, that's the that's the way to do it. Yep. Yep. Super Come and get informed. your marketing questions answered directly. Yep. And hear about other people's marketing questions. That's always uh, a part of the fun as well and a part of the value. Um, so so it's really fun. We've done two two now and they're really great. We're looking forward to number three. Are we going to have a special guest? There might be a special guest. Mm, stay tuned. Yeah, stay, stay tuned. tuned. Yeah, okay. Cool. Well, I think that's all we have time for today. Yep. Come and thanks. Thanks, Clayton. See you next time. See you. Bye.